Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan. This is the first live streaming episode of Modern Day Wizards. We'll see how it goes. So far, so good, it seems. And I'm joined once again by David Greenberg. Thanks for coming, David. Hey, Callan. Thanks so much for having me back again. And I'm pretty excited about the new live format. Looking forward to it today. Cool. So for the people who are watching... You can, if you want to interact with us, you can comment on Odyssey. If you go to Odyssey, the Modern Day Wizards channel, that's where one of the live streams is. This is not a few other places, but we're not going to be checking the chat there. So basically, if you want to leave a comment that you want us to check out, please ideally leave it in all caps. And towards the end, after we've kind of had our initial conversation, we'll uh, check in on that. So anyways, David, uh, today we are planning to talk about the ethics of eating animals or animal products, perhaps even, in the context of natural law. So I feel like for many of our audience, they're probably familiar with natural law, but we should probably give a primer for the people who are not familiar with that. So would you mind kind of summarizing briefly what natural law is and why we should care about it? Awesome. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a really cool high-level conversation. Um, and Natural law, basically, when we use that term, all we're really talking about is that the reality we live in operates in a certain way. In fact, everything operates in a certain way. And the cool thing about reality is it's designed to help us learn lessons. And the way it's done, the way it does that is uh, it has an incredible intelligence. We're part of that. We're not separate from reality, um, but we experience things in a certain way. And in this reality, maybe it's like this everywhere. Um, when we make certain choices, when we choose to do certain things, there's going to be consequences. And so what natural law does is it helps us to understand how we can understand what those consequences might be and, and therefore to make better choices. Did I cut out on the live stream? Oh, oh, you're back. Okay, you're back. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I think I think it was just probably on your end is my guess, but we'll see. We don't know for sure. Anyway, okay, what was the last thing that you heard me say just so I can kind of jump back in? I, I don't recall exactly. I would say it was about 30 to 40 seconds ago. So Okay. So just the really short version, and then we can kind of break into it as we move in. Natural law is just is the the way reality works that gives us consequences so we can learn from our behavior so we can learn and grow and evolve so it's not just this random chaotic dead machine reality actually has is is has an incredible intelligence to it and natural law when we use that term we're really just talking about the fact that that when we do certain things we're going to get certain outcomes um to a, to a large extent we can learn and predict what those outcomes will be and and frankly if we make good choices we're Collectively, we're going to get better outcomes. If we make bad choices, we're going to get, you know, crappy outcomes and more suffering. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it is in a nutshell. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of think of it as um, not so much the lesson thing, but more of that we are in a place where we're essentially kind of the creators. Like we kind of tell the universe what we want and we tell the universe what we want in a way by what we create into the world and the world then contains that and the world actually amplifies that. And so whatever we put into the world comes back to us. And yes, that will teach us a lesson 
of, okay, well, if you didn't want that, then maybe you shouldn't have put it out into the universe. So, so I guess it makes sense to think of it like that. But for me, I guess I, I tend to think of it as just, just kind of like we, we get what we want and there's no, there's no bars, there's no limitations there. So it can basically, if you want to live in a crappy world where people are harming each other, then go around harming everyone you meet. Okay. I've, I've definitely, I can definitely see that. I've been thinking about this a lot. I actually have, you know, my understanding of reality is it's like a giant classroom Mm -hmm. and it's like, before I get into that, I want to mention a podcast that I saw recently that had a very profound effect on me. And people who watch this podcast, you'll probably notice that I'll, I'll make mention of, of um, but I wanted to share this because I think for you, Callan, and for the audience, this is going to be a podcast that you'll get a lot out of. So um, you may know a fellow named Mark Devlin, D-E-V-L-I-N. He's a fellow content creator on the Great One Great Work Network. Um, that you and I are also a part of, and probably some people who are watching as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never met Mark personally, but from all the content, I've watched hours and hours of his work. He's a stand-up guy. He's really doing great work, and he's got some really unique and interesting perspectives, having come out of the music industry, a mainstream music. So that's his, or you know, kind of his background. I mean, he's got a podcast called Good Vibrations, and a lot of it does talk about music and even conspiracy in the music industry um, and things that are specific to music. Um, but every once in a while, he pulls out something that's more just how do we understand better, you know, why we're suffering? You know, how do we, how do we align more with the laws of creation? And, and this last episode that he posted, which was a two-part episode, I want to highly encourage everybody to watch it. It's called, it it was with a a fellow named Mike Williams, who's also goes by the moniker Sage of Quay, that some people will have heard of him. Um, I had heard of him before, but I didn't remember what context. But this this two-part podcast is excellent. I highly recommend watching it. One of the questions that he asked him just by example was, what is the purpose of life? So they went really, really deep in this podcast and, the, the answers that came back, they were fantastic, really. And I mentioned that also because if you listen, if you go watch that podcast, you don't have to do it right now, obviously, but when you go watch it, you will hear some things mentioned that they talk about that are directly relevant to what we're talking about today with respect to eating animals. And yeah. and I'm going to say some of those things, but I wanted to preface it, you know, that it's not, you know, that I was in partly inspired and, and um synthesizing some of the ideas that were shared in that podcast, but it's a really great podcast. You should definitely check it out. Cool. So how do you see, what is your current perspective on eating animals or they're, you know, using their products of various kinds in relation to natural law? Cause, cause you know, the person that taught us both natural law, well, at least for me, I assume it was for you uh, is Mark Passio, right? And his perspective is largely, you know, don't eat, don't eat animal products. But also he, he's not unreasonable about it. Like he says, you know, if I'm in a starving situation, I'll eat a, I'll kill a squirrel and eat it. Right. And, and you shouldn't just jump right to veganism because your, your biology has been, you know, if you, especially if you were grown up on meat, like most of us, your biology is kind of organized in a way which requires that you have these things. It expects these things. And so it takes the body can adapt, but it takes time. And so you shouldn't just 
jump into it. So that was my representation of his perspective. I'd say that's pretty close to my perspective. And I'm just curious, how would you summarize your perspective? Yeah, it's a really great question. So I'm going to take a look at it from, I'm going to zoom out a little bit and just, you know, going back to this life as a kind of a learning lessons. What, what if, uh, well, first of all, I want to say that I completely agree, even though it's natural for humans to eat animals and we have been eating animals for a long time. One thing we can observe about this, about the reality we live in is, is everything eats everything else pretty much. Like this is something you come to recognize that humans eat other animals, humans eat plants, uh, other animals eat other animals, other animals eat insects, plants eat insects, and uh, insects could maybe even eat, eat each other and, and so on and so forth. And, and uh, that's the way this reality works. You know, is that necessarily the way it is everywhere in the universe, everything and everything that exists? Maybe not. Maybe there are other realities where things don't have to eat each other. So I think so, we so can agree. Yeah. Things can, things do eat each other. Oh, I wanted to point out that we're basically using the is ought fallacy here, which is this is the way things appear to be. And so that's the way they should be. So but generally, I would agree with you. That's kind of the way things are. But there's you know, I'm not going to eat a, a human. Right. Because I mean, basically, simply because things are doing it a certain way and, and the fact that they are doing it that way causes that pattern, that rhythm to continue on in existence we as intelligent not necessarily Kellen. Not necessarily. Well, let, but let me let me make this point though. So we as intelligent beings can choose, we can recognize a pattern that's going on, and we can re also recognize that well, we don't actually need to eat meat. For a lot of people do need to eat meat, but they could adapt themselves to eventually not need to eat meat. So if we want to live in a world which is less dog eat dog we can adapt our behavior knowing that we are creator beings who influence the outside world. We can adapt our choices to reduce that doggy dogness of the world. Okay. I, I know I, I can understand where you're coming from. Let me, let me try to share this idea one more time. So we live in a reality where not only are we eating ourselves, but is it is the nature of the reality we live in that things eat each other, all things. Right. Agreed. Animals eat other animals. We don't control their behavior. We didn't create those animals. We didn't design that that aspect of reality. That's an objective aspect of reality that we are we have to confront. We have to confront the fact that we live in a, in a reality, in a universe, however you want to put it. This realm is a realm where things eat each other. And that is the nature of this realm. That's not something that human beings are going to change. Right. Well, so, well I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that point. Right. So first of all, the is a fallacy is one of the fallacies. Right. Saying that something is the way it is in nature doesn't mean that that's the way it should be or, or the way that it is right now. Right. And so. While we do need to eat other things, there is a difference between eating a plant and eating an animal. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, there's a difference. There's a difference between eating a human baby and eating a cow's calf and eating yeah. some broccoli sprouts, right? Will you agree with that? And that we have the choice to choose between that. And we would also agree that our choices influence the world because you just said we can't change the world. But I'm, I think we both agree our choices do influence the world. 
They do. But remember, we know from natural law that there is a deterministic aspect to reality that isn't something that we can change, that there are things that we can and should change. And that's, you know, if you think about that prayer of serenity, it talks about that, how, you know, grant me the wisdom, sorry, grant me the courage to change the things that should be changed, the serenity to accept those things which cannot be changed and the wisdom to know the difference. So, again, going back to this idea that we're here to learn lessons, this reality has a certain construct. And you, you meaning you, Callan, and me, David, and those of us who are here, we did not create this reality as individuals. We came here as souls incarnating as individuals in order to learn certain things. And so when you, it's like when you show up in a classroom, the configuration of that classroom is going to be in a certain way. Now you may come in and say, it shouldn't be this way. I don't, the chairs shouldn't all be facing the front of the classroom. And you may make an effort to influence the classroom, something to change in the classroom. But there is going to be an inherent nature to the classroom because you're there to learn a certain lesson, right? If it, if it was entirely up to you, then there would be no objective nature to it. So what I'm saying is there are certain things that are objective um, that you and I don't get to change. We can, have a, we can have thoughts and feelings on it and we can change our own behaviors. Um, okay, so, so I would say my goal my goal, although I do think we can influence this, my goal is not to change the fact that animals eat other animals. So my goal is because of as above, so below. And basically, if you do something in this world, you're basically saying you're okay with this happening. And so therefore, you're giving permission to, to this to happen to you on a higher level. So down on a lower level, it is going on. I do think we can influence that. But also above us, I think you would agree that basically humanity is being served, is basically acting as cattle for some other group of beings that maybe we're not so familiar with. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, that like there... I said, we live in a world where everything eats everything else and we're not, you know, we may or may not be at the top of that, that chain, but. Does, does, okay, so, so, I guess I'm, so at... I don't want to get too lost in the weeds here. Let me try to recalibrate what I'm trying to, I'm trying to share a point here. Maybe I'm not doing, you know, not doing it justice. Let me try. Let me see how I can approach this. L- let me start by bringing it more to a personal realm, because I think when we, whatever we learn about reality, you know, through correspondence, it has to apply in the personal realm. What I learned for myself is when I eat animals, meaning when I eat meat, I experience the highest level of health. Um, I did that by, and I also went and did some research, um, and I wanted to share with you guys a few resources that I researched that helped me come to this understanding. In other words, I didn't just start with a premise that you know, I shouldn't eat animals and therefore let me not eat animals and then reverse engineer reality around that. I said, you know, I'm suffering um, because I haven't really mentioned to you guys a lot and I don't want to, you know, make a big deal out of it, but I do have some physical conditions that I suffer with through chronic inflammation. And it was the desire to figure it out how to solve those problems that led me to exploring different ways of eating, right? And being very open-minded. I wasn't going to come in, you know, either religiously on one side, like only plant-based or religiously being an animal eater. I, I didn't come into this, you know, like having a stance, even though I understood, you know, that there's a, you know, there's a quandary there, right? There's a deeper quandary that, that things eat other, other things. So I'm not discarding that. I'm not denying that. But so, there was so, an inherent problem that I was facing that I needed to address in my own life. So I, I, I want to... 
I mean, I think I see what you're saying. I'm going to try and actually summarize what you're saying and where you're trying to go, because I think we can kind of jump ahead here. Yeah. So I, I also have a similar, similar experiences and I'm a health coach and I was trained in a kind of a modality which does focus on a ketogenic meat-based diet. So personally, I have tried veganism multiple times in my life and multiple times in my life, I've had to go back to eating meat in order to fix my health. And also I've worked with many people where basically if they don't eat meat and basically only meat, that's what they need, right? They need to survive. And if they don't do that, they're actually moving towards death, okay? So it is it is true that many people are in such a compromised health situation that they do need to access meat and animal products because these things have nutrients in them which are already basically at the in the form that our body is ready to use them. Now we can create most of these things through plants and stuff like that. And so we can adapt ourselves to be able to, you know, not need those things. But I do agree that there are situations where people should eat meat, but it doesn't mean that you should stay there. You know what I mean? Just because you can eat meat and you'll feel better. doesn't mean that you need to continue to eat meat forever because I personally have gotten to the point where now I'm basically vegan and I feel like I could go vegan indefinitely. And that has a lot to do with just my body adapting over many years, but also becoming more aware about nutrition and health and these types of things. So while I agree that in many cases, health is health is more important to me, my own health is more important to me than a life of, a, of an animal. I'm going to be honest about that. Right. But also I don't want to give permission for myself and the people I care about to be treated as farm animals, which I think is essentially what's going on. And if I don't need to eat meat by eating meat, by participating in the animal, you know, production, you know, creating, creating animals, housing them in a certain way, which is pretty inhumane in a lot of cases, just so that I can continue to eat meat. If I don't, I don't, that gives permission for me to be enslaved. Right. And I, if I don't need to be eating meat to be healthy and I don't anymore, in fact, I am above in my terms of health and mental functioning above where I was at my highest point in meat. And also I know people like my, the guy who owns the farm that I live on, he, he's been vegan for years. He, he only drinks, he drinks, he doesn't eat. He just drinks and he only drinks one hour a day. He doesn't drink water any other time of day. And then there's another guy who's, who's his friend. He's been here. Well, the time that he was here, he didn't eat or drink for 10 days straight. Okay. And he's also vegan. So basically we can adapt. And so if we can adapt and we recognize that our choices affect the level of slavery that we are in as human beings, then we should adapt. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't entirely agree with that, but I mean, we're here to have a conversation. So this is great. I'm seeing this as mm-hmm. a positive thing. Um, I'll probably, this is probably going to be an offensive statement, but I'm going to probably, I'm I'm almost certainly going to be eating meat for the rest of my life, for this lifetime. And again, I went through a process of, um, let me just mention a few other resources. I think, you know, having access to these other people is very important because I don't just come up with these things in a vacuum. I I do a lot of research and, and I'm very much inspired by ideas of others. So I wanted to mention two, um, influencers who helped shape my understanding about nutrition. And again, I want to remind people what I went through is I went through like pretty much being bedridden with chronic back pain. Um, that the only solution I have found to is eating this 
nutritionally proper diet, which for me is eating meat. So um, the two people that influenced me the most, just so you guys can check them out, you know, again, we're open-minded here. We're not, you know, nobody's here is religiously, uh, you know, rigidly religious with their thinking. So check these guys out. They have some really great content. Um, Dr. Ken Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. He has on both YouTube and Odyssey. He started posting all his content on Odyssey. He's got a big following there too. Dr. Ken Berry is a family physician out of Tennessee. Great fellow. I've never met him personally, but I've watched hours and hours of his content. Very well researched. Um, very honest. He's been able to admit when he's wrong about something. You know, this is this this being well being able to admit you're wrong is very important. And I've been wrong many times, so I, that's why I'm not super, you know, rigid about. Uh, my thinking on this, but um, check out Dr. Ken Berry's work and then check out uh, another fellow named Dr. Anthony Chafee, C-H-A-F-F-E-E. So there's, there's a lot of people out there who say a lot of different things. And I'm sure those people have, you know, points which are worth considering. And I could probably list a bunch of things which would have opposite perspectives, which would be worth considering. But you know, for, for the, purpose of this conversation you know i'd rather just like if you disagree with what i said what do you disagree with do you disagree with the fact that humans can live without meat well i don't i don't want to make it a, too much of a debate i mean i know we may not have an agreement uh, look for me i don't expect anybody to believe anything i say you know i think that goes without saying for me the the a carnivore diet is the natural human diet but i also agree that you know, in terms of spirit, soul evolution, in terms of evolution of our soul, our ultimate, you know, evolution through through the ages, moving beyond the need for to eat other beings in order to get energy, I agree, is totally desirable. And, you know, it's a great, you know, and we'll probably will get there. And I think there's almost certainly realities where that are not based on a construct of everything eating everything else. Well, you know, would you agree that there are people who are there? And, and I, you know, I recognize you're saying that you're not there and you don't think that you will get there in this lifespan, in this lifetime. And I th that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's true, then you got to keep eating meat. But if, if you found out that that wasn't true, that actually you didn't need to eat meat, wouldn't you say, well, the correct choice at that point would be not to? Absolutely. Yes. But I haven't found that out. I've tried multiple times, just like you. Right, have, right. So I've you haven't never, found that out. Ever, you have. I've you only come to the out. conclusion. Yeah, let me just finish my point. Yes, I would definitely, if that were true, if I were, if I were, if I were to, and I'm open to that, but that, but all I'm saying is that has not been my understanding of reality up to this point. For yourself, right? For reality. Because again, I like to talk about things in an objective nature and not just, well, you, you know, not just that we live in our, our little personal bubbles, but, you know, my understanding, and again, I'm not a, I'm not trying to be super hardcore about this because I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, I'm not someone who studied these fields. But from what I've seen, and I think they make very convincing argument, there is a natural, optimal human diet, and it's based on eating animals. And that's maybe you may we may see that as unfortunate. And I agree, there's a there's a negative aspect to that. But that is the actual evolved human diet, and that's why but, when we eat animals, but, then. It, and there's a lot of physiology and, and I don't think that's really open for debate. I think, you know, what we can argue over is what, you know, what, where, where, where should we go moving forward? How do we evolve from here? But this well, is the objective so nature. First, of I our, would, of our I would say, right so would you say that it is 
not true that there are people on a vegan diet who are perfectly healthy. You think that's not true? I don't know. I don't know a single person who's been on a vegan diet. I haven't done a study. And actually, my my belief on that's probably not very relevant, but I haven't done a study like that. I'm, well, I mean, I, you're, I, you're I, representing yeah. you're, you're representing a belief that that is necessary to eat meat, that is natural, and that in order to be at peak health, you must eat you must eat animal products, right? That that's your that's the point you're making. So that's a belief. And so no, I'm it's saying, not a so belief, Callan. It's a knowing. It's no. It's what I know based on. I'm not a belief person like that. I've talked about that many times on my content. I'm, I don't. You know, yes, we all believe in ourselves. Yes, we believe in what we what we think we know. But these are things that I've learned both from my own experience and from studying other people's research. So it's not just a belief system. So you're you're you have knowing about your situation, but you don't have knowing you don't have gnosis about other people's situation. Sure, I do. I've watched countless stories of people talking about similar experiences. This is you know, we don't live in a vacuum. I mean, we're. Well, but so when you're referring to those, you know, you know that I could find just as many as you can saying the opposite sure. thing. I'm not saying that you couldn't like it's not a tit for tat thing. All I'm saying is that I, you know, from my study, objectively, I've been able to verify the things that I've learned about myself and about uh, nutrition. And I've seen that reflected in, in the world around me through my study. Uh, but I don't want you to believe me. That's why I'm not taking this as a debate, because I don't want to I'm not here to debate. Like you may not, you, I can tell you don't agree with me and that's okay. We, sh we shouldn't agree. All I came here to do is kind of share my perspective, like why I do things the way I do. Um, but I don't see it as a debate. However, I also see, and I have learned that it is natural for human beings to eat meat. What I'm trying to separate that out from, and maybe this is the part I'm not doing a good job, is that if we, if we take a step back from that, from a higher consciousness perspective, almost like we're observing our reality or observing ourselves learning in this reality, we can take, we might have a, a different view like, okay, this is not the end all of a soul evolution to, to evolve, to eat other beings. But again, there's an objective nature to the reality we're in right now. And I know I'm here to learn certain lessons, right? I know I'm here to learn certain lessons. And uh, I know that I haven't learned certain lessons maybe as fast as I could have. I know that, uh, you know, I'm very hard on myself uh, and I know I have a lot of things to learn. But one of the things I've learned is I shouldn't try to change the natural diet that I need to live optimally, because when I do that, I'm going to suffer and I'm going to suffer with physical health and I'm not going to be able to do anything else. Certain, much less get on camera and talk to people and, and you know, be present as a teacher um, if I'm if I'm literally bedridden and there's a way to not be that way. So. I feel I have a, I actually have a duty to eat the right way in order to show up and be healthy and do the things that I, that I, that I want to do. Um, but I also agree that, you know, on a deeper level, you know, like I said, living in a reality where things eat each other, this is not, this is absolutely not the, the best that the reality can be. It's just a configuration of reality where we come to learn certain things, you know, and this is, um, this is where you kind of separate your personal feeling about it from just how do I become a scientist? How do I just figure out how this reality actually works? How do I understand? How do I maximize my experience here? Right. Cause 
having optimal health is going to be part of maximizing your experience because there's a lot of challenges already in this reality. It's tough. So, so I think, I think so we both, we both agree that if you need to eat meat in order to be healthy, then that's what you should do. So we both agree on that. Well, right? Yeah, we have free will. And yeah, I mean, people okay. need to do that. Okay. And, and we both, we both agree that if you don't need to eat meat, that you shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if we can figure out if if someone could show us a way to reconfigure reality so that we don't have to eat other things and other things don't have to eat other things and and we suddenly we find a way to coexist, great. Or maybe there's some higher level of understanding where we realize that that is the way things are. I, I, again, I'm not okay. trying to. Say okay, I so, have the, all the, so the so the only disagreement is that eating meat is necessary in order to live a healthy life, right? That, would, that seems like our only disagreement. Yeah, I think, you know, again, I've used the word optimal. And maybe it's different than the word necessary. The optimal human diet, as I have learned it, is a diet, is a carnivore diet or a near, you know, close to carnivore diet, maybe with some okay. other stuff. So do you believe me when I tell you that my farm owner here has been vegan for years, drinks only one hour a day, completely vegan, is one of the most active people I know and most positive and influential people I know in my life. And I know multiple people who are in a vegan diet, have been for years and have gotten to the point, including myself, where it's something they can continue to do and still be operating at like top functionality. So do you, do you, do not, do you not believe that that's true? No, of course, I know that there are people I've, I've even seen on social media and, and uh, had a chance to talk to people who, who eat a vegan diet. And I've, I haven't necessarily asked them how long, but, you know, we'll just go on the fact that they're eating a vegan diet. Um, and, um, you know, the only thing I would ask is, do the, are they able to eat a diet without any supplementation at all? I'd be curious. It's more of a curiosity. Is it like a pure diet or do they need to supplement something in order to survive and thrive? So uh, as far as I know, Jesse, he's basically, I mean, he takes things like ginseng and stuff like that, but he's not worried about getting optimal protein. He's not taking B vitamins, all this type of stuff. And also Elatom Elamine, who's basically breatharian, you know, he's going for weeks at a time without eating. I don't think he's supplementing either. So, I mean, there are certain things that you're going to lack. It's, I mean, the main thing that you're going to lack in a vegan diet is basically B12. But that, that is, and there are a few other things, but honestly, you can get them other places. But B12, I mean, basically the reason that we don't get B12 through vegetables is due to basically soil depletion. You know, if things were ideal, we would be actually able to get that through vegetable and stuff like that. So, but basically you would agree it is possible. Maybe the people aren't even operating at 100%. Maybe they're operating at 95%. So if they were to jump to a meat eating diet, that they would jump to 100%, right? So do you think that, let's say, let's say I would agree with that because I think I do agree with that. I think that if you want to be at top, complete top health, that actually at least a vegetarian diet with uh, like ghee and, you know, grass fed ghee and pastured eggs would, would take you probably all the way to hundred percent. Do you think that that extra 5%, cause that's what it feels like to me, I would probably gain about 5%. Do you think that extra 5% warrants enslaving and killing animals? Well, that's kind of an inflammatory question when you put it that way. I, let me share a little of my personal story, maybe to add a little more context, because I don't really know the answer to that. I mean, I don't, I don't, 
I don't have a hard stance either way, although something may, may come across that way. You know, all I can do is really share how I've concluded this. I've actually tried going vegetarian and vegan twice in my life with a very significant effort. Um, and they did not go over very well. But let me let me just mention one thing um, that I think maybe viewers can relate to. Uh, I have, uh, for my whole life, have suffered with a certain health condition, you know, pretty much since birth. I don't really know how it came about. Um, could I have tried harder to figure it out? Maybe. But um, either when I was born or shortly thereafter... Um, I experienced some kind of deformity in my lower back where my L5 vertebrae is incorrectly um, juxtaposed to my S1, like nor where normally there would be some soft tissue or a, uh, I guess, a disc. It, it, the structure is different in my back, and it has been that way my entire life. When I was very young, I used to walk on my tiptoes, and you know my parents couldn't figure it out, so that's, that was kind of a clue that something was going on. Um, and through my whole life, I've had on and off pain. It's gotten worse. Um, I did some kind of stupid things. I uh, <laughs> people think I'm hard on other people, you know, and that I come down hard on other people in my content. I'm 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 very hard on myself. I did some really stupid shit. Like I ran, uh, I jogged very intensely for about five year period, or maybe four year period, um, on pavement even though I was feeling some lower back pain and instead of stopping and, and properly investigating and diagnosing and figuring out, you know, was I actually making my situation worse? I just kept going because I had, you know, I had this almost religious like belief, if I could use that phrase, that if I just, that, that running was the answer to everything. If I would just keep jogging and keep de-stressing myself, because it made me feel really good. Um, but Things got worse, and then over the last three years, even worse. And it got to a point where I literally felt like I was not going to be able to get out of bed. Like strong, you know, a lot of pain, sharp pain, tightness, um, joint pain, and uh, it would flame up even when I would eat food. And that was kind of the first clue that maybe I should take a look at the food that I'm eating, right? And I should figure out, you know, is Am I doing something wrong? And I already recognized, Callan, that I have had and still have a strong tendency to be addicted to sweets and sugar. So, like, if you, if you give, I can't just eat like one bite of sweets. It just, it kind of goes crazy. Um, and I never even made an effort to really control that in my life. Even though I made an effort to quit smoking and quit other habits, I never really, really made a serious effort to quit that addiction. So, I, just started, I started doing some research because I knew there had to be a different way of looking at things that I hadn't looked at. And I was, I was already trying to eat vegetarian slash vegan, you know, up to this point. Um, and I find that myself struggling with that. And I said, you know, as a student of natural law, one of the things we learn about natural law is, you know, we are our own saviors. We've got to figure this shit out. So that was my mindset. I said, I'm suffering here. I'm not going to go to the doctors. I'm not going to take their medicine. I'm not going to take ibuprofen or worse or morphine or whatever crap they want to come up with. I'm not going to become a part of the medical system. So in order to, to retain my sovereignty, 
I'm I'm being something is I'm being harmed somehow. I didn't say somebody is harming me, but I'm being harmed, probably harming myself by doing something incorrect. I've got to figure this out. Got to figure this out. So I became the student and I just, yeah, I just, I became highly teachable and I started studying and that's how I came across the information about both the ketogenic diet and the carnivore diet, because I was looking for low inflammatory diets. That was the kind of the entryway of what, what kind of eating habits will reduce the inflammatory nature of, of illness or any, or in, even injury to the lowest level possible. Cause I didn't want to suffer. You know, I have too much to do. I want to have these kind of conversations like we're having, you know, I want to continue doing my work. So, and be mobile. So I was highly motivated, highly motivated to find answers. And um, so what I did is uh, that's when I started doing all this research. Um, and some of these doctors said, and I totally agreed with them. They said, if you want to prove this out in your own life, you need to be the guinea pig and do your own experiment on yourself. There is no other way. There's no way to ethically do a, a human trial study where we control all the variables and, and prove through you know, randomized double-blind trials that this works. You need to test it out for yourself, right? So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. Nothing to lose. You know, I'm already suffering. Uh, so I switched. I wouldn't say I switched overnight, but I started to transition to a meat-based diet, and I also eliminated a few things. I eliminated all the, 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 the seed oils, which are highly toxic. Agreed. I eliminated dairy because I couldn't figure out if I could tolerate it well or not, even though I really like the taste of cheese a lot. Good idea. I eliminated eggs, but then I did some more testing, and I realized that they don't seem to have any inflammatory response at all. So I kept the eggs, which is great because I love eggs. Yep. And eggs are a superfood. Um. And uh, so basically, I, I reformulated my diet. And over a period of a couple of months, I went more and more towards, I would say, an 80 to 90% carnivore diet, consisting mainly of you know, ca- uh, uh, beef, a little bit of lamb, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of seafood, a lot of eggs. So I would say beef, eggs, and then all the rest. Um, and then a very small amount of fruit, because I like the taste of fruit. And again, that sweet, you know, We'll talk a little, maybe if we have time, we'll talk a little about the, you know, this, this craving for sweets that we have, um, uh, just to ha- just for the joy of life, not to suffer in the negative by not enjoying, you know, what life has to offer. So an occasional banana, an occasional mango, what I've been able to figure out is if I eat no more than one, once every seven meals, seven to eight meals, some fruit or something, then my suffering level is already significantly less than otherwise. And then if I go beyond that, the, the suffering, like the, the inflammation goes down even more, almost to the point where it's non-existent. So I, I basically did the experiment on myself and I concluded that, that I feel absolutely amazing when I eat this diet. And I, even if, if I waver from it, even a small amount, you know, just based on where I am right now with my health, I suffer tremendously and I'm miserable. And I'm not saying that's necessarily the only factor, but it is a definitive factor that I've tested multiple times. So, so and, I uh, mean, I, I have this, I have the same exact story as you, you know, I've, I went through a point in time where I basically saved my life by going to a ketogenic 
you know, grass fed, you got to be, you, you can't just eat any meat, right? It has to be healthy meat that hasn't been fed food that it's not meant to eat. But you, if you are in a health crisis and I was in a health crisis and I saved myself and I actually went to a very high place where I was operating at a very high level. And I would say at that point, I would have said that I had gnosis that this was the best diet. And that's basically that point with me is what you're basically describing with yourself right now. Now I'm telling you that I've gone from that point to a point where I don't need to do that anymore. I, I did save my health and I it was because I changed my diet to that for a time. But after I saved my health, I was able to adapt myself to not need to do that. And I'm not saying that you are going to be able to do that. Cer certain people are going to have health situations where they're not going to do that. But I think you would agree that it is possible and that if it is possible for an individual, shouldn't the individual do that? Get off of meat if you don't need it to, to thrive. Well, should, I actually talked about should in one of my recent videos because it's a, uh, when we ask a question, should if, if, okay, okay, let me clarify, let me clarify should. So if they want to live in a world where they are not through the law of, as above, so below, not giving permission for humanity to be enslaved through basically doing the exact same thing to animals, right? So should, if your goal is to not be enslaved, then you should, right? If you don't want to die, you should not step off of a cliff, right? So there's no real shoulds. It's all about what your goal is. So if your goal is to not be enslaved, to not support the slavery system of humanity, we should not support a slavery system of animals. Well, we shouldn't. But again, the quandary is I know I'll, you know, until my thinking changes, I'll be eating animals this whole lifetime. But that also doesn't mean that I think that we need to be enslaved. I think there is I think that's where the distinction is. I think, you know, being enslaved is is the attempt to, to abdicate your sovereignty. Right. So to say so do, that do someone else can tell me what do you to disagree do. that I, we give. Do you disagree that as above, so below is in effect and that by eating and I don't, but, it, animals, but Callan, I feel like you, you keep asking me these yes, no questions. And I feel like you're trying to paint me into a corner and I'm not, I'm not going to be painted into a corner. Like we may just disagree outright. You know, I'm, you know, from what I've been able to understand uh, in this reality, again, this is why I started this conversation, you know, looking at it from a higher perspective because clearly there is a miserable aspect to everything eating other things because there's a lot of pain involved, right? So that's not an ideal thing. Um, but but there's a difference I between an, no an animal being incident. eaten and a, and a plant being eaten, right? Well, plants also experience. Plants also have a consciousness, you know. Maybe. But there's a difference, right? If if you were had if you had to murder something, you had a human, you had an animal, and you had a broccoli sprout. Which one would you kill? Yeah, I feel. Again, I feel like you're you're asking me questions almost like I'm on the witness stand. But let me, um, which is cool. I mean, I'm used I'm used to debate style conversation. But let me just try to make this point because um, I've already said it. I've already gone on record saying that obviously, if if we can experience a reality, look, this reality is dense and miserable for a reason. Like we're here, you know. This is this may be something we don't necessarily agree on, but you know, we're here to learn certain lessons. And the only way that the reality can teach certain lessons is it has to be configured in a certain way, right? And I'm not saying all realities are configured in the same way and they will always be going through the same kind of experience. But we're here to certain, learn certain lessons. Now, I know that I can do 
I can help create more freedom in the world through my work. And I have and I do. Um, and there's no contradiction. This is the, this is the main point I'm trying to get to. I can be a person who eats meat and still be a, a strong advocate for freedom and helping people reclaim their sovereignty, you know, knowing that that's the right thing to do and not being even attached to the outcome, but obviously wanting us to, to move towards that. Um, so I don't see any contradiction between being a carnivore and doing the work that I do. I don't see that. Um, but I also recognize that, that in the, if we look at a soul's de development over infinity, over all of creation, is, is it, would it be great to evolve past the need to eat other things? Absolutely. I agree. But that's not the way this reality works. And I'm going to work within the construct of this reality. I'm not going to try to employ magical thinking, as I've talked about, to try to think that the reality works in a way that it doesn't and keep butting my head against it and uh, in the process causing myself to go through great pain and suffering taking myself away from the ability to do the things that I know that I can do and should do to make a difference, which includes all the things that I do. So, um, so I'm, that's why, you know, once I've, you know, so I, I am open to it. You know, and like I said, I've tried going vegan twice. I've, it's not without lack of trying, you know, and I, and I'm not, you know, denying the fact that there are people that eat vegan and live long and healthy lives. And that's great. They should. I, the only thing I owe them is my respect, right? Do your thing. Share what you know, do your thing. And I do the same thing. Um, but I'm not trying to, uh, uh, how can I say this? I went through a lot of suffering to get to this point. Um, and so I'm kind of... So the live stream cut off at that point. I'm not sure what happened exactly. I'm guessing it was on my server because we're live streaming through a Jitsi. It's instead I'm running on my own dedicated server. So something probably went wrong there. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But anyways, uh, basically that was kind of the end of the conversation pretty much. I think um, David pretty much finished up what he was saying there. And then we asked for... Well, I, I think he dropped out from my perspective and I asked if there was like, I ch went to check to see if there's any comments or questions and I didn't see any questions. So basically just wrapped it up at that point. So you didn't miss too much. So basically I probably, it might seem to you, to people that maybe it was uh, like, we don't disagree, that we don't agree on a lot of the points. But basically, like I said, we both agree that if you need to eat meat, that you should. Right. And I would say there are consequences for that choice, but the consequences of not eating meat are worse than the consequences of eating meat. Right. And then so and if you don't need to eat meat that you shouldn't. So David agreed with that. So basically the only thing that we disagree with is that, you know, you need to eat meat. <clears throat> excuse me. You need to eat meat in order to thrive. Right. And so, again, I agree with that to a, a little bit of agree. To the point where I think you can't really reach total maximum capacity of functioning, but you can get almost all the way there on a vegan diet. And so basically the question which I was kind of left unanswered, unfortunately, I think is, well, at what point of improvement justifies introducing, you know, animals into your diet? So and maybe at some point him and I will have a conversation about that, about that privately or, or whatever. We'll see how it goes, but I hope that interview was interesting and useful to you and i'll see you guys later thanks for watching if you'd like to see more content like this head on over to moderndaywizards.org and if you're wondering how can you be a wizard well all you got to do is seek truth and share it
Thank you.